Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. Hooray! We're back! Indeed. Indeed. It seems Uh, to be like the thing that Nate is gone right when Paulton is about to like, (laughs) when he has like a terrible experience. I have noticed that. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. What is the lore? Like, what do you, what do you think his reason, like, does his character go into like a deep depression or something? Like what happens then? Yeah. I think he checks out of life for a little bit. Yeah. I I think he just dips into the flask a little uh, deeply and and sort of enters this stupor with a little storm cloud over his head. And uh, yes, Nate, Nate is off riding some sort of cloud chariot across the plains of Arcadia today. So uh, leaving the rest of the Waffle Crew to pick up the pieces from last week's... Ooh, um, choice words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so previously uh, in Storm King's Thunder, the heroes were led to the fire giant forge of Iron Slag by a frost giant hero named Harshnag. And accompanying them, too, was a dwarf clad in heavy armor named Crack, Dragonspore. And when the Waffle Crew arrived, they had to contend with a village of yak folk that was perched on a shelf on the mountainside. Um, They hoped to infiltrate the the village, set up a distraction involving Harshnag so the party could slip inside the forge undetected. That did not go according to plan because the yak folk started to murder their slaves and the Waffle Crew intervened. That led to a massive fight with part of the party off on one side of the village and part of the party off on the other. And uh, by the end of it, uh, Strix was uh, pretty roughed up after (laughs) falling off a roof a couple times. And um, uh, uh, both Evelyn and DF were managed to keep to their feet and avoid serious injury. But at one point, uh, Paulton was knocked unconscious by the Yakfolk chieftain, um, who delivered a serious blow with a flaming greatsword. By the time Paulton regained consciousness, he was in the talons of Harshnag's giant hawk companion, and he was uh, w- awoken to see, sadly, that his stalwart buddy, Simon, <laughs> a.k.a. <Stalwart>. Murderbot, <laughs> had been crushed flat by an earth elemental. By justice. By justice, yes. <laughs> um, crushed flat. And uh, that led to a very sad scene where Paulton was mourning the remains of Simon and Evelyn was helping him pick up the pieces and put them in a bag. Um, so I have a question, Chris. 
Yes. Just on behalf of chat, who likes to theory craft, uh, they didn't come up with this. I did, but I'm blaming it on them. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Simon is a construct. He's demonstrated that he just does what he's told. He is not a human. He's not a creature. He's a construct, right? It, well, I, I would say yes, but at the toward just before uh, he met his demise, he had this sort of moment of awakening where he right? decided to disobey his orders. That's what in I'm order saying. To save his friend Paulton, in that instant, he sort of became almost like a real boy. I, it's so funny you would say that, Chris, because now that he is a real boy and a creature, as it were, if I were to lay hands on him, I could recover his HP. Well, you can only lay hands on a creature that isn't dead. Ah, touche. Yeah. Well, but, maybe but, he's just unconscious. Does, Has he rolled his death save? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it could, you don't know what would happen if you were to cast like some sort of resurrection spell or something. We're not um, doing that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you don't know what would happen. Um, you also don't know if he could be put back together again. You're just not sure. What if I were to just put him in a vague Simon-like shape? I mean, how, how, how unalive is he really is the question. He is totally not alive. Uh, <laughs> Some would argue never alive to begin with. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure when you weren't looking, DF stepped on him a couple times. And a lot of his parts have been absolutely mashed and broken. So, um, it, yeah. I'm curious if one of us had been stepped on and, and smashed flat, do we get death saves after something like that? Or is there ever a point where you get in the game, like you're so dead that you're just dead? It is possible to take enough damage from a single blow that it drops you so low into the negatives you just die. Oh, I mean, God. Keep up this line of questioning and Chris Perkins will show you. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know what I'm up against, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I did forget to mention is uh, that um, um, before she had part of a house fall on top of her, Strix did manage to meet uh, three naked elves and convince them to run around and set the village on fire. So at present, you guys are basically gathered near the foot of the chieftain's hut, and all around you are burning buildings, smoke billowing up into the sky and being blown off by a stiff, cold mountain wind. Uh, the hawk is still sort of flying around um, uh, overhead, just kind of circling. The last you saw of Harshnag, he grabbed hold of the elemental and pulled it with him over the abyss, plunging to his death, you assume, um, 500 feet below. Um, you also don't know what happened to Crack. Last you heard, he was screaming and bellowing on the far side of the village, um, but now you don't hear anything from him. Yeah, there. last I heard, Crack's having a good time. Yep. <laughs> Broken pieces, Harshnag. Other, other than the crackling flames uh, and the, the stiff blowing wind, there's no noise. Okay. Um, well, eventually the naked elves will not so make it anymore. They they sort of got blankets over their shoulders. Uh, they come over to you, um, having done what they were asked to do. What is uh, Paulton doing? Uh, Paulton is uh, probably, I'm guessing, brooding real hard at wandering off with a flask um, 
tipped up to his lips. Oh, Strix uh, is probably still on the ground. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you're sort of picking yourself up, Strix. Um, okay. After after Evelyn and Diaz took all the flaming straw and bits of roof off of you. <laughs> yeah. It's like thanks, naked elves, and just walk away. <laughs> um, as you sort of reconvene or gather, regain your senses and consider the possibilities of maybe taking a rest. Um, a few more slaves kind of come out. There's also the halflings yeah, yeah. that helped you finish off that Yakfolk priestess. Um, they're standing there in grass skirts, basically, and wearing nothing else. And so you are starting to see more slaves. All right. Um... In total... There are the three elf slaves. There are four halfling slaves. You also see what appear to be three dwarf slaves, and then two human slaves and two rock gnomes, two little gnomes. Well, that's quite a few. And they are, for the most part, not wearing a ton of clothing. If they have anything on, basically just a very thin grass skirt. I have the bag of Simon, right? You have the bag of Simon. Can I just like perpetually carry that with me? Just kind of. Yeah, you can pack it away with your other gear. Okay. And you have waffles too. I'll take waffles back from you and put okay. them back in this no. back, her uh, backpack. No. Uh. No, give her to me. <laughs> uh. I give her back finally. Okay. <laughs> can I ask the slaves uh, how long, like, she's going to like look at the, be like, how long have you lot been here? For a long time? Uh, when you ask the, the elf, uh, Slave girl, she says, well, we, gesturing to her and her elven friends, have been here roughly, I want to say, three months. Where did you come from? Is there any sort of settlement around here that's that you can go back to? I'm just saying, because I don't think you're going to get home safe. I'm just throwing it out there. My tribe is in the Moonwood, west of here. Um... It is our intention to return home as quickly as possible. Where these others came from, I'm not sure. Um, at that point in time, the other slaves uh, who are sort of gathered around you, Strix, will tell you that uh, some of them have been here only a few weeks. Others have been here months. Um, the oldest of the slaves here is uh, one of the humans. And he tells, uh, he says that he has been here, he believes, for close to half a year. Wow. Um, what usually happens, though, is the yak folk uh, eventually kill off their slaves. Once they, once they gain more slaves, they kill off the old ones. Uh, but most of the prisoners who are brought here don't end up as slaves of the yak folk. They are taken down into the forge and the mines. And uh, one of the dwarves who introduces herself to you as Speliotha Understone, tells you that she was part of a dwarven patrol that was ambushed by the Yak folk. And several members of the patrol uh, were made into slaves. Some of them were killed for disobedience. Her leader, Jasper Dimmerchasm, was taken down into the forge. Oh. Does that Jasper. name ring a bell? We were it's, supposed to find him. Yeah, Jasper, Jasper does ring a bell, yes. His patrol was lost. That's right. Yes, you were told that he was a sort of a dwarven war hero who led a yeah. patrol and his patrol vanished. Well, apparently it ended up here. Well, uh, if he was taken 
by the fire giants. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, it's okay. Have the, do the fire giants come up here and talk to the yak folk at all? Do they get anything from the yak folk? I'm going to ask, ask her that. Uh, she will tell you that occasionally the fire giants will come up. The yak folk actually prepare uh, or, or basically um, provide a lot of their food. Hmm. And what so, do they eat exactly? The giants? Mm-hmm. If they don't eat people, um, they basically have a, they have a diet that's part meat. Uh, so the yak folk have uh, livestock in barns and in fenced-in pens. And so they provide that. They provide vegetables from the gardens and they provide slaves they don't want anymore that the fire giants can either put to work or eat. So it, it seems very strange that yak folk would provide literally cattle and humans as food. Uh, they... All, all the slaves will tell you is that yak folk are unconscionable creatures. They are evil to the core. They really don't care um, about anything other than themselves. Looking, uh, at their, looking at their clothing tastes, I'm going to have to agree. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apart from the, and they tell you that the, the, the way that the, the giants come and go is through the double doors, and they'll point to the doors in the mountainside. Uh, beyond that, they say, is an elevator that leads down into the forge, and that elevator is powered by the water wheel, which also powers the millstone for the Yakfolk village. We broke that. Yeah. (laughs) We broke it pretty good, yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'll ask any of the slaves, since they've been here for for so long, and if the fire giants uh, visit every now and then, do they happen to overhear anything from the fire giants about what they're currently up to or what they're planning within the depths of Iron Slag? Uh, various slaves will sort of look at each other, um, and most of them are shaking their heads, and uh, they all turn to you and shake their heads and say no. Damn. I have an idea. It might be a bad one. Strix will just like look at everyone and tell them her idea. Slow turn so- to Strix. <laughs> <laughs> So if the yak folk give them their food, I could technically change into a yak folk and carry some food. Maybe one of us passed out like a dead person. Like I'm bringing a dead body for food, like in my yak folk hands. And then I would have free reign and the rest of us could be invisible because I know Paulton can do that. I'll point at him wherever he's getting drunk. So technically, some of us could be invisible. I could walk us through with this offering and just kind of mind my own business. Like, hey, hey, I'm just walking through, just delivering some snickety snooks. Hey. The human, well, the human slaves, uh, there's a male and a female. Um, they will say, the yak folk aren't allowed in the forge. Damn it. Also, I don't think saying the word snickety snooks is going to... Uh, Look, okay? Don't make fun of the way she it. talks. He's making fun of me. It's okay. I give her a big hug. Just pet her hair. Also, she was th- almost dead like two minutes ago. You lay off. Just trying you to forgot about, about me. I never yes. forget about you. Also, you were fine. It just so happens that Snickety Snooks translated from yak folk means poop raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Uh, I look well, at all I don't the... have any more ideas. I'm just going to lay on the ground. <laughs> I have an idea. We should all band together under the light of Lathander as one. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the slaves and I'm like, I'm like, you have done more than is needed. You have risen above and beyond the call of your light. But should you wish to join us, we will welcome you with open arms. 
for the journey home is long and arduous. How do they yeah. react? Uh, they 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 sort of hook onto the words journey home and think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're so willing it, to follow you on the journey home. So the moment Evelyn shuts up, yeah, steps in. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else is around this village, but anything that you can take for supplies, food, water, anything you can fashion into clothing, whatever you uh, whatever you can and take. Now is your moment to run and get out of here and let everyone else know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, if they want to go now without our protection, we just can't leave till we go to the forge. It's the problem. Yeah. Spiliotha yeah. says, um, and uh, turns to uh, two other shield dwarves. He says, I don't want to leave without Jasper. Ra. We need him. He is a hero of our people, Ra. So I've heard. Yes, Ra. We could use some muscle, Ra. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says to the other, let us find weapons, Ra. We will join them. Into Ooh. the depths, rah. Yeah, do that. Weapons. Well, how, how quiet and sneaky can you be? Uh, they look at you like they don't know what those <laughs> words mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, from Strix to Evelyn, you're not an Evelyn. <laughs> uh... Speaking of weapons, as we kind of start looting around for weapons for them, is there yeah. any interesting loot that we find off the Yak folk? Uh, the Yak folk themselves weren't carrying much uh, um, other than the clothing they were wearing, maybe some you know, pipes and some tobacco. But, and, and most of their homes are now on fire. Uh, yeah. Uh, once they burn down, uh, the slaves will tell you the Yak folk kept a lot of their treasures in their huts, and there were some fine things there, including piles of weapons that they had taken off of slaves over the years. So if you just want to hang out for about an hour, you think that the, these places will sort of burn down and you can search their wreckage. That sounds asked, nice. Yeah, I think, I think we could use some time to rest by the fire and maybe you could tell me what kind of weapons were in there and what kind of treasures. Was there anything pretty? This may not be too bad. If nothing else, we have at the very least cut off at least part of the fire giant's food supply. Yeah. Uh, so if we, yeah, if we could take this uh, moment yeah. to search through the burning buildings while we can. I imagine it'll take some time. Evelyn Strix, the both of you rest up. As you're talking, DF, this small sort of boar comes over to you, this runty-looking boar, and just sort of sniffs your foot. Looks like a he must have, got, must have gotten out of a pen or something. Aww. Oh, he wants to be your pet! Good. <laughs> when the slave escaped, you can take this boar and use it for food. <laughs> DF, you're the worst. Have you no love for beauty and life? I am trying to help these people. That's true. It's cracked, Dad. You're not uh, sure. You'd have to go over to the other side of the village to see what happened to him. Are you going to do that, DF? How am I going to get over there? Someone fireballed the bridge. The oh, bridge I guess. Still, the bridge is still intact. It's just oh. No, I'll scorched. go. I'll misty step over no, there. Strix, you rest. You hey, bye. Just under a rough moment. <laughs> Are you walking over there? If you rest. wanted me to go, you just needed to ask. And I flip, flit her up and go check Okay, fine. Out. As soon as I see Evelyn leave, I'm like, never mind. She has armor and just go lay on the ground again. <laughs> right. Uh, Evelyn, as you go over to the, uh, the far part of the village where the, the mill is and a few other huts, which coincidentally are not on fire because those ones were never lit, uh, you do see immediately... Uh, what appears crack appears to be lying in the middle of the village, face down, um, surrounded by the corpses of dead yak folk. Oh, he's sleepy. 
I fluttered down beside him. Yeah. Are he's you? Not, he's not moving at all. Are you okay? Are you? Are you like patting him? Yeah. Okay. Can, uh, can I like take his pulse? Like, can I sense if he's? As soon as you do that, you realize that his armor is lying face down on the ground, and there's nothing inside it. Ugh. Oh. No. I kind of look around, looking for a naked guy. You see, see you him. see no naked dwarf running around. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is quite strange. <laughs> I I seem to have found a full set of his armor, but he's not inside it. His maul is there as well. Also his weapon. He may be naked and unarmed. Or he might have just kind of disappeared. I don't know. Put it on. See what happens. No, no. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you going to try to encase yourself in this black dwarven armor? As soon as Strix says put it on, I'm like, okay. Strict she was line. kind of she was kind of trolling you, but that's fine. Yes. <laughs> I know she All was. <laughs> All right, uh, so that'll take a few minutes, but that's not a problem. Um, so uh, as you slip this armor on, uh, you do see it start to mold itself to your <laughs> frame. Uh, so that suggests it's definitely magical. Um, and this is you, the one that I thought was super pretty, as long as it would come in white, right? It's yeah, it's absolutely black. And covered with all this ornate gold filigree and mm-hmm. sort of emblems of what look like like a gold dragon. Cool. It. So it's really quite something. And it's got the big bucket helm thunk, uh, <laughs> that sort of sits seamlessly on top of the rest of the armor. And all, you, all that is visible of you when you're fully encased and all is said and done is a little bit of your eyes poking through a slit. <laughs> Evelyn also, you know, she has that like white fur collar. So I yeah. like to think that like pieces of that are maybe just like sticking out and that's all you can see. Yes. It's like awkward. And now your voice kind of has this sort of hollow tinny sound. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I like this armor. Clunk, um, clunk, clunk, clunk. Wearing the helmet is optional. <laughs> it's fine. I always hide the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also grabbed the mall. The wait, it was a mall, right? Yeah, it's a big, uh, uh, heavy um, iron mall. Cool. Uh, I picked that up, oh. and I, I'm so strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> you said that so sure. Like <laughs> I am. Evelyn thinks that's her internal monologue. When you don't hear the accent, that's you know. She's just like, wow, lucky I'm me. So strong. Um, is there anything I notice once I put the armor on or pick up the mall? Anything about them? Uh, the mall. It's the mall does not appear to be magical. It just seems to be a heavy, um, pounding weapon. Uh, the armor. Um, because it's uh, obviously now conforms to your body type, is pretty easy to move around in, even though it's you're just like a walking tin can. Um, and uh, you're, you'd have to uh, take about 10 minutes to attune to the armor, at which point you get a sense of what its abilities are. And uh, when you do... Um, I, in order to help with the attunement, after that, everything I say, I end with I. This is cool, I! Uh, I like nice. this armor eye. <laughs> Maybe don't steal Crack's stuff until I'm you not stealing it, I. I'm just holding it for him, I, so I can help find him, I. Uh, Strix, help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping. Is there anything else that, uh, I know that 
I ran into some chests in the burning hut. Are they non-burning now? Uh, yes. So by the time Evelyn has attuned to her new suit of armor, you can go into the non-burning chieftain's hut. And when you do, right. yeah, you can find the chests underneath the wreckage. Uh, they are uh, locked, but it dawns on you that maybe the chief has the keys and you are proven right. Yay! Or, uh, I go through the chief's stuff and take his keys, and then I also take one of his teeth. Okay. Or Diaz is here the whole time. It's one of the few <laughs> things that make him happy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but or Diaz no, right. can just Diaz can just pick the locks. No, no, while yeah. you're... no she got the yeah. keys. No, no, it's fine. no. Okay. Strix will hand the key to Diaz. <laughs> She's not in charge I don't of want key the keys. keys. No, I take the, the, key. the key. I'm not in charge of keys. I don't oh. want them. You take them. She'll hand you the key. Go to the chest. Go. Be happy. Let something good happen to you for once. <laughs> no fighting, I. See, this is how bad things happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also searched the other huts on the other my side of the bridge. Okay. Uh, what you're able to find, Evelyn, uh, you find four blocks of incense. That might be worth something. Uh, you see one of the huts has a gold censer hanging from the ceiling that you put incense in. Uh, you can also see what appear to be hanging on the wall of one of the huts, Evelyn, uh, near some murals of landscapes, are four wooden ritual masks. They're carved from wood and decorated with semi-precious stones. You think that they're actually worth something, but they're kind of, they're big sort of yak folk tiki mask kind of dealies, so they're kind of a bit awkward. But do definitely, I, definitely valuable. From like a religion arcana standpoint, do I know anything about the masks and what they're for? You do believe that they are used in religious rituals, but uh, you'd have to make a religion check to see if you can even imagine what those rituals are. Ostensibly, I would find the religious rituals of the yak folk very distasteful, right? Probably. <laughs> I smash them all. Okay. Easily done. <laughs> With glee. Uh, excellent. Uh, you also see a basket that contains six pieces of fancy bead jewelry. I take that for sure. <laughs> excellent. I take a piece of one of the masks. Yeah, I guess if there's like stones that are worth something after I smash the masks, I take those. You I don't want the, those. Okay. I just want a scary eye. Got it. You have a scary eye from a mask. <laughs> In the first chest, DF, you see it's uh, full of electrum pieces and gold pieces. Oh, um, excellent. Uh, the, there are 420 electrum pieces and 270 gold. So it's okay. pretty, pretty brimming. Uh, the second chest contains a clay jug painted with images of flying genies. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's, it's that packed, sounds it's, fun. The jug is neatly packed in straw. Eh, you want me to take a look at that? Why? It's a jug. Yeah, it's a jug. <laughs> Rub the, it. The Don't third, touch it. <laughs> the third chest is full of weapons. So you see short swords, daggers, battle axes, short bows, quivers of arrows. Um, looks like kind of a mishmash of styles. This is probably what the slaves were talking about with the actual confiscating weapons and stashing them here. Great. Oh. All so, right. So and, and the fourth chest contains a pair of electrum bracers embossed with dwarf faces. They look pretty valuable. And you see what appears to be a spell scroll and three potions. There's mine. <laughs> Strix will just like go over there like grabby hands. Yeah. Uh, Strix, we need you to check out the potions, the scroll, oh, okay. the jug, and the bracers just in case. Okay. All right. As for everything else, uh, the chest of weapons and the chest of money, 
I'm going to give that to the slaves, one, for the weapons okay. to protect themselves, and two, I want to give them that money so that they have some cash on them. So as soon as they find civilization, they can feed or house themselves, or if they find other travelers, they can use that to barter passage or help okay. get them to uh, safety. Very good, very good. Um, uh, as you dispense the weapons, uh, you can see them descend upon them. As you dispense the, the golden electrum, they descend upon that as well. Uh, there's a little bit of arguing at first, um, bickering among the rock gnomes and the halflings, but they figure it out. Uh, but I'd like you to make an insight check. Okay. Ah, oh, it fell off. All right, different D20. Oh, oh. Uh, is, oh, 20. Excellent. Uh, you notice while this is going on um, that the two human slaves, the man and the woman, do not uh, take weapons and they do not take any of the treasure. In fact, they seem completely disinterested. Are they wizard's eye? Oh, no. I'm not over there yet, am I? Not, no. Have I? Uh, but you're on your way. Oh no! Because I've I've sifted through everything, right? You have, yes. And I can't find our dwarven friend or any trace of him. You have found no signs of him whatsoever. I would like to. I'm gonna try to like signal to those two. Be like, come on, come get something for yourselves. Come on over. Uh, when they here. when they kind of they weren't paying attention to you, um, and when they notice that you are calling out to them, they kind of look at each other and then they go over and start to kind of pick through the remains, but not with any great interest. If they were paying attention to me, what were they paying attention to? Uh, they That's were not watching, really self-conceited, I'm sorry. They were watching, <laughs> they were looking at the other slaves basically go at it uh -huh. and collect stuff, um, but not in a let's wait till they're done kind of way, just sort of in a amused um, huh. kind of not really caring kind of way. All right, all right. Uh, with your role, you're able to sense that there is something off, vaguely menacing about yeah. the two of them. Ah. Why wouldn't they need weapons? Because but perhaps. now they have now they have them, although they just kind of look at them like, oh, quaint. Yeah. Hmm. Can I maybe... Uh, we, I don't know this. I'm just still tooting. No, around. you're like you're like oh, an eye for a mask, <laughs> and oh, this, yeah. and a tooth, and I, I rolled a twenty-three on my uh, Arcana check for the goods, yeah. by the way. So at least I know what they are. Yep. Uh, all right, and Evelyn. Um, so I get back over there. You do. Uh, so the armor that you have is called Armor of Invulnerability. Ooh, I like that. Um, yes, uh, you believe, you get the sense that this is quite, quite a piece of armor and would be very valuable to its true owners, which would be the uh, Bronze Fire family. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, while you wear it, you have resistance to non-magical damage. Nice. So all your non-magical damage is halved. Moreover, you can use an action to make yourself immune to non-magical damage for 10 minutes or until you are no longer wearing the armor. But once you use that power, you can't use it again until the next dawn. Wow. So yeah, it's juicy. Uh, this armor feels great. I need to get some like this. This one isn't mine. I understand that, but I'm going to wear it for the time being until we can take it back. As long as that's okay with you. Okay, thank you. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm more concerned about what happened to Crack. He clearly, he's not dead in it. Otherwise, we'd be there. No. Yeah, I checked inside. It's not like invisible in there or anything. I looked yeah. all around. He's not like all tiny or anything. Couldn't no. find him. Uh, I wish it was white, though. Wouldn't it be pretty <laughs> if it was white? <laughs> Diaz, did you find any cool weapons? Uh, just presumably mundane ones. I just gave out to all the other slaves. Yeah, and Strix, uh, you're able to look at the items that Diaz presented to you. Uh, one of the po- two of the potions are potions of healing. Oh, finally. <laughs> I'm yep. like, Diaz, look, these are healing potions. You love those. I wouldn't know what one tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Is there Your a potion eyes of, would. Is there a potion of aging 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, but, and uh, both of those uh, healing potions, um, they look like, uh, they look like, they just they look like a thin blue liquid. The other potion um, is Strix, a potion of frost giant strength. Oh, nice! And when you drink that potion, your strength score would go up to twenty three for wow. one hour. For one hour. Yes. That could be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I will pocket those and the spell scroll. That it I has found? it has the scroll. It has the spell knock. Oh, nice! That's a good one to have. Yeah, we have one with us at all times. His name is Diaz. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Strix is like, are you are you feeling a lesser person because of a spell no! scroll? I think. <laughs> right, well, she, yeah. <laughs> she will pocket those things. Okay. And give I'll also well I'll give one of the potions to Dia, one of the healing potions, just okay. because Yay. that's a good idea. For the record, you'll probably need it. Thank you. Who's gonna keep the potion of frost giant strength? You uh, Yeah, I'll keep it. The super strong Strix would be funny. <laughs> I'll keep it. <laughs> Strix is like mm, Evelyn's already that strong, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, neither the cl- neither the clay jug nor the electrum bracers are magical, although you assume they have some value. All right. All right. I'll just be like they're not magical. Well, we'll hold on to those just in case we need to find some way to butter ourselves or yeah. purchase supplies. Because raw money is going to help them more in the long run. The it'll be easier to barter than a hag heart. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, the dwarves, uh, led by Speliotha, will sort of stay with you now that they are armed. Uh, and the other slaves, uh, including Halani, the elf, uh, will start making preparations to leave, just as Diaz suggested, as quickly as possible. Uh, Halani says, she comes over to you, Diaz, and she says, if you ever come to the Moonwood uh, and you happen upon some wood elves there, tell them your name and they will bring you to me. Uh, she says, I will see that you are rewarded for the heroism I've shown us today. And then she kisses you. Strix is like, oh shit! (laughs) It's beautiful! I'm so glad they didn't do that to me! (laughs) How does Diath react? Hold on, I'm still writing notes. (laughs) (laughs) He has to think about it. That's how he reacts. That probably is how he reacts. Yeah, go on. 
I I hold out the mall to Spinelli. Spinelli. <laughs> Stracciatelli, whatever. Sp- Spiliotha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, and I ask her, would you, would you care to wield this magnificent weapon of our potentially fallen, but hopefully not, and hopefully just fine, comrade crack? Yeah, she will hoist up the weapon um, and uh, sort of weigh it in her hands, and she smiles and she says, Awesome, Ra. <laughs> I agree, Ra. I. <laughs> oh. uh, now, this Ra is a weapon, Ra. I have one too. I pull out both of my axes. Jeez, her eyes go wide. <laughs> yes. I think uh, we bond over our love of weapons. Right. Yes, you do. I think we, like, I don't know how to spot, do weapon talk, but Evelyn totally does. So she launches into, like, if she was, like, the kind of person that worked on muscle cars and she was like, oh, yeah, this and that about the engine, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, this and that heft, this and that shape, this and that, the, you know, perfectly balanced, blah, blah, blah. And just, like, so they go into this conversation that nobody can penetrate until they finally force them to stop. Uh, by the end of that conversation, Speliotha wants to make sure that when she gets back to Citadel Adbar uh, and earns uh, the, the, the king's admiration, um, that you are by her side uh, so that you can meet members of her family and be uh, welcomed into the Understone clan. That sounds awesome, Ra. <laughs> uh, the halfling... Uh, one of the halflings uh, who helped take down um, the, the yak folk, his name is Dingus. Um, <laughs> I legitimately use that word as an insult to people. <laughs> D- Dingus Rathill. And, uh, Aww, uh, I love him already. Poor guy. Yes. Dingus. And, uh, 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 Dingus has tears in his eyes, D.F., and he says, I have, I have all this money now, but nothing worthy to give you as reward. And my family isn't even wealthy enough to offer you what I would consider to be even a modicum of compensation for your your bravery. All I can say is, if you ever run into other Rat Hills, just tell them you know me. Um, I'm really well liked. Oh. Okay, Dingus. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have good self-esteem. And he says, I, 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 I think, and I'm just guessing here, but I think you need a hug. I don't. No, I don't. No, I, I, he I, I does. Do. He does need one. I, 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 I think, see it too. I don't. I, I, uh, Look at all this affection on, you're getting. Come on, DS. big guy. Come on, big guy. Strix is like laughing so hard. There's like tears in her eyes. Yeah. Like, and Strix, you can like see Rat Rat Hill's butt like his bomb <laughs> <laughs> because his grad because part of his grass skirt got torn off. <laughs> And Diaz's arms just like straight down to the side as he's getting hugged. He's just like yeah. he's just kind of looking up a little bit, yeah. just waiting for Plus him to be done. Yeah, you kind of have to drop to your knees to be properly hugged by a halfling. So you're just kind of like <laughs> arms at side on your knees. It's getting uncomfortable. Oh, oh yeah, okay, Diaz. And then like three, the other three halflings just sort of gather around and hug you as well. Oh. I go join in. Yay! <laughs> oh, no, that's enough, Dingus. You guys are the true heroes today. You fought for your own freedom. Search is rolling around on the ground, laughing really hard, kicking up dirt. You're, you're, you're the heroes here. Tell all the Red Hills and all the other halflings 
you're you're they're the best. <laughs> I love dem- demonstrated affection. Isn't it just beautiful? Isn't it magnificent that Lathander gave us this way to shine his light upon each other from within ourselves? Dingus, you are truly a messenger of the morning Lord today. Uh, and uh, he's he's all smiles and beaming. Um, one of the other halfling, a uh, uh, halfling girl, um, one of Dingus's fellow slaves, uh, she hands you, Diath, a small polished agate, like a like a gemstone, and you can see it's kind of carved in the likeness of a cat's head, but it's not very big. It's about like marble size. Yeah, tiny. All right. Yeah, but looks like and something you worked really hard on in your slavery time. She says. <laughs> I had this with me when I was caught, and the Yakpok would have taken it, but I put it up my butt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, butts are funny. Your generosity is noted, young one. She says it's magical. Okay. And you Sex. don't have to put it up your butt to make it work. Strix will run up and take it from his hand. Say, I don't care where it's been. Give me the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you look at it and study its tricks, you can see it is a stone of good luck. Nice. Uh, while it is on your person, you gain a very juicy plus one bonus to all ability checks and all saving throws. Wow, look wow. at you. Look at you, Diaz. This is super magic, and you didn't even want it just because it was in a gross butt. <laughs> and the halfling uh, puts her hands on her hips and looks at you, Strix, and says, I gave that to Diaz. Oh. Uh, you can have the butt stone if you want. No, it's fine. You definitely need it more than I do. I take the halfling aside and I'm like, thank you. Your generosity <laughs> is so appreciated. <laughs> DF loves your gift and he's just letting Strix hold it for now, if that's okay with you. No, I'll give it back to DF and be like, here, you can have your butt rock back. <laughs> I, write, I wiped it off for you. She'll lick it and give it back. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Strix. <laughs> put the hand out, my gloved hand, and just put that in my side pouch. Aren't you glad I'm around? Uh, while you're confiding in this halfling, whose name is very well, um, she says she confides in you, Evelyn, that she had to hide it up her butt for almost three months. Wow. She was, worried, was... she was worried every day that her captors would find it and take it away from her. It was a gift given to her by her brother. That must have been a very difficult time. That must have taken some fortitude. Yeah, and she says her brother was her brother's older than her by about ten years and <laughs> is an adventurer, just like you. <gasps> really? And what's his name? His name is uh, Ella Berry. Ella Berry. That's a very nice name. Where is he adventuring? What is he up to? Maybe we'll cross paths sometime. She says, uh, I, "I don't, I, I don't know where he is at any given time. He's all over the place. He, he's a part of an adventuring crew that wanders around the Silver Marches." Well, maybe we'll run into him sometime, and I'll tell him that I met his sister and I liked her very well. <laughs> huh, I get it. That's so funny. You are so funny. Thanks. Shucks. All right, we got things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, don't go hiding anything else in your butt. It's probably not good for you. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you uh, who? So are they part of the party that's leaving? Like, who's staying yes. with us and who's leaving? Um, well. Yeah, where are those creepy humans? 
Did, did Dia tell us they were creepy? Did you? Um, I didn't, but I'm giving them the strong side eye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you can see that they're they're still here. Um, they've they're kind of off by themselves a little bit, um, uh, and watching you and watching everybody, um, and kind of looking around. All the other ones are pretty much gathered up, whatever they can carry, and are heading out at this point. Um, the the humans seem to be lagging behind. Uh huh. But it looks like they'll leave if you're like paying attention to them. They look at you. And, you look at them and they're like, they start to make motions to leave. Uh, okay. You guys can stay if you want. No, they can't. Why not? There's no reason for any of them to stay. They well, if they want to. Safety as fast as. If they want to fight the giants with us and risk almost certain death for the good and glory of the world, they're welcome to. At this moment, Dee is like, oh, I see what Evelyn's trying to do here. No, wait, no. This is what she actually believes. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can see the day is wearing on. It, um, it'll be nightfall in about five, six hours. Yeah. Um, I kind of look at these humans and I'm like, is there, is there something you want to tell us? Is there something going on? You can confide in us. And I use my like best charisma to make them like, come on, tell me your secret. Um. Need I remind they, you that I have twenty charisma? Right. Yes. Uh, they uh, they will look at each other, and then the woman um, will say to you, "Well, okay, but it's private." That's all right. We'll tell you and no one else, and not here. Well, where there isn't there isn't too many places to go that are on the way to the forge. Well, we could just tell you over there and they point past <laughs> past the dead chieftain past the open gate over where harshnag fell that kind of looks like a not very safe place why don't you just go in the hut yeah how about the hut that sounds nice well uh all the huts here have basically been burned oh, but right. they're, they're still like there's a bit of a shell to them but not much let's just go um, behind that burned out hut like hut shell and, and we'll just have a little chat um, they sort of look over your shoulder uh, toward your friends and they say, it's not important. A man says, it's not important. Let's just leave. I try again to be like, well, if you don't, sometimes it can help to get things off your chest, but I'm not forcing you. You know, I just I don't like make ledges. A, make an insight check, Evelyn. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, you get the strong sense that there is something definitely off about these humans. Um, uh, kind of, uh, it, it's your paladin senses are tingling. Uh, there, there is, there is something deeply, 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 deeply evil about these people. Uh oh. I cast. I think. Is it zone of truth? I think so. I think I'm too curious. Um, ask, ask them if they're fucking werewolves. Yeah, probably. Vampires. Stare <laughs> <laughs> at your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here licking butt rocks. I don't know what's going on. I just, I don't <laughs> think they would, I think they would just withhold information even with zone of truth. 
yeah, they're not compelled to talk. They just, yeah. they, if they do speak, they would speak truthfully. And they would almost- I, Okay, I'm like, you well. know, I think it's fine. I think we should go over there and talk. And I give a really meaningful look to Strix and Diaz. And I kind of like, <laughs> I do one of these, like- <laughs> uh, You've got your helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, you can't see my face, but I'm no. going- <laughs> Like, what is she doing? Is she having a seizure? I think it's fine. I'm going to go over there with these humans to talk about something that's totally private. I. <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I walk over there with them. Okay, so she goes off with the humans outside of the village over to where Harshnag fell over into the water. I act like I'm doing something else while nonchalantly okay. kind of trying to stay within earshot. Okay. But looking not suspicious. Strix is they looking are. very suspicious. She's super bad at it. She's just like... As much as I can, I'm also like... I'm at the ready. Like okay. I'm, I'm at the ready to just like light fall or even actually tree bane. Like, I think I, I'm like, if I've got my senses tingling, I'm like, these are probably like magical creepies and I'm just gonna. Yeah. All right. Um, as they make their way over, uh, to the edge, um, the, I'm also very aware of my flying boots. If they make any action toward my boots, they're done for. Because if I fall off the edge, I need those. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. actually, as we're walking over there, I test to make sure I can still fly in this armor. Uh, you can. Okay, good. I just take a few little skippy steps. Well, actually, <laughs> actually um, yeah, it's it's sort of weird. You, you probably don't put on the, or the armor doesn't, have boots per se, so you can wear your own winged boots with this armor. Good. So yeah, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, all right. Aha, uh, didn't catch me there. DF <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Strix, you see that the the uh, the female human, as uh, as they're walking away, uh, picks up uh, or sort of uh, picks up the handle of the chieftain's greatsword and drags it behind her. Uh, oh, that's cute. You think you can wield that against me? I don't say that because I don't see it. Yeah, but it's clear, the weapon is clearly too unwieldy for her. There's no way she could actually wield this big Ooh. sword. What would you need that for if you're just having a chat? <laughs> and then they kind of disappear around a corner. I'm just going alone over here. Yeah, should we sneak over there? Yeah, on it. <laughs> I'll let you go first. And then uh, you can see the male is sort of pulling the gates closed. <laughs> All right. Uh, Evelyn, roll initiative. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, no, Jared's gone. He's gone. What could go wrong? Uh, that's not very good. That's a nine. Okay. But I, I had readied an action. All right. Uh, so you see, uh, once they're outside, 
that these humans' skin begins yeah. to ripple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross. Like, like there's, and you can see that on the man's face, the ripple kind of looks like a giant hand under his skin. Ugh. I do not like the way that looks. Yeah. You oh, do not look on, well. On the woman's face, you can see what looked like almost like her skin is being pulled apart on her neck by, it's almost like she swallowed something with horns. And those horns are sort of making their way down her body. And you can see coming out uh, through their skin uh, some sort of beasts, like something has literally crawled underneath their skin and gotten into their bodies. And their skin begins to peel away, and you see uh, these large hands and these uh, horned heads. Uh, and you are aghast and horrified as yak folk crawl out Ew! from inside their bodies. I hate yak folk! Ugh! All Gross! Right. Uh, so while that is happening, Evelyn, uh, what do you do? I say, into the light of Lathander, I send you, and I start attacking with uh, Treebane this time. Okay, and you, the, the others, you can hear her cry out. Yeah, um, shit, Strix, you know what that call means. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, make uh, your attack rolls. Are you attacking the same target twice? Well, I guess you can choose one by one. So, yeah. two attacks. Oh. Are you attacking the male or the female first? You see the, um, the male does not appear to be armed, and the female is holding a weapon much too big for her. I definitely attack the armed one first. Okay. But I only get an 11. All right. Uh, that is enough to hit. Yeah, hooray. Okay. Um, make it. Hooray. Hooray. And that's going to be a D8 plus four. So that's going to be 10 magic damage because it's light ball or a mean tree bank. Okay. Second attack. Yeah. Same, same lady. You look unwell. Uh, 13. Yep. And that's going to be six okay. damage. Uh, Evelyn and D, or sorry, Strix and Diath, you can roll initiative. Damn it. Of course. 22. Okay. Uh, 13. Excellent. All right. DF. Yes. What would you like to do? Uh, sprint over there. You said the gate is closed? Yeah. It would take an action to throw the gate open. What if I stealthily climb over it? Then you can theoretically not open it and right. get over it. So uh, go ahead and make a strength athletics check. All right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to try to like sneak my way over it so they don't know that I'm here. Aha. Okay. Oh, natural 20. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, uncanny, uncanny gate. Yes. <laughs> you scamper up very quietly and get to the top of the wall. And you can see that you can see in your horror that giant yak folk are basically crawling out of the skin of these two humans. I'm very disturbed. The right. humans, for the most part, don't look like they're being killed by this. It looks like that there's just like this weird magical separation happening. Gross and weird. Chat, right. I took two attacks. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> uh, can I? Uh, is that all my action and movement then? Uh, so uh, basically, yes. All right. Um, yes. I'm stealthing. Yes, and uh, they do not seem uh, aware or concerned about you. Um, 
And Strix, what would you like to do? All right. Well, the, gate, to... the gate is still closed. Oh. Is there anything on the top that I can maybe get foothold that doesn't look like a straw roof that's on fire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diab right. is on top of the gate and um, quietly perched there, ready to All jump right. down. I will uh, I'll misty step not where DF is so I don't give him away. Okay. So, like, just over here. Misty stepping, just... straddling on the like... gate. Or you could actually misty step to the top of the wall next to the Yeah, gate. the wall. Yeah, yeah, okay. the wall. Done. So, boop, boop. I will do that. And then um, I think that's my bonus action. That's a bonus action. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I will, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to like fireball these guys yet. There's like no reason. Can I try and polymorph one of them? Because I really want to do that. Uh, sure. You can target one of the um, Sweet. human yak folk things. Ugh, they're gross. I don't like yeah. it. Um, so I'm going to try and polymorph them. Uh, oh, what should I polymorph them into? There's so many options. I'll just do a rat. That'll be cute. Okay. Um, you want to do so, the man or the woman? Uh, the one that's not hit. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and polymorph them. Okay. He will make a saving throw or try. Uh, he only rolled a nine. So yes, while he Yay! is in the midst of crawling out from under the skin of this human man, you polymorph it all into a rat. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's real cute. Now this is interesting. Um, actually, the way that the yak folk possession works is it is now a rat that has a yak folk crawling out of it. That's super gross. Yeah. Helping or hurting. So I, yeah. I guess by this by this point in time, like most of the yak folk has actually crawled out of the rat, um, but it's sort of weird, magically distorted. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, why didn't the polymorph affect the yak folk? Because the yak folk has not fully uh, separated from the human yet. It is technically only is still it's not the creature yet. It hasn't fully formed as its own creature. Mm. But it is smaller now. Yes. This is gross and weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Something not right is happening here. Yeah. Wait, so the yak folk is small too? Uh, so currently, yes, he would be small um, in his present form. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, while the yak folk is possessing the human, uh, technically it's the human that you're targeting. Okay. All right. Uh, so there's a rat with a yak folk crawling out of it <laughs> and a human with a sword. <laughs> How do we get ourselves in these situations? Yes. I ask, I ask myself yeah, every day. Okay. Um, and then, okay, so now, the yak folk that is coming out of the rat uh, is now fully emerged from the rat, rat and suddenly grows to yak folk sized and becomes a perfectly solid yak folk monster Ooh. next to the rat. Poop! Which is now scuttling around its hoof. Poop, where? And you, can, and you can see that the yak folk is kind of disoriented, like almost in a trance, like not fully realizing that he has escaped the, the vessel of the rat. And so he can't take any actions. The other yak folk, wounded um, by Evelyn, also has fully emerged from its host and is likewise in a sort of dazed state and can't take any actions, which brings us to Evelyn. Hmm. When so, now the human uh, woman is perfectly fine, uh, uh, 
other than the fact that she looks stunned. She looks fine, you said? Yes. That's not good. Hmm. Oh, right, because I might intuit that I hit the human, not the yak. Right. Folk. Um, I'm going to... Can I... I'm going to fly up, like, just out of their range-ish. Okay. And I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Okay. Right on the, like, precipice that they're standing on. Now, you'll get the, the human and the rat as well. That's, well, hmm. Dang it. Didn't think of the moral quandary. <laughs> Never mind. As soon okay. as that occurs to me, I decide to change my mind. All right. And I just hit her with the axe again. Okay. Have at it. I if I even if I were to fly like up, if I'm still in melee range, it doesn't matter. Right? Correct. All right. Oh uh, 12. Hit. Glad their armor sucks. Uh, that's nine magic damage. Done. And same, same one. Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> so that's a total right. of 27. Yep, so roll your damage dice nice. twice and then add your bonus. Oh, only one. Poopies. And then an eight. Okay, so nine plus yep. four. 13. Got it. Yeah. All right. You deal the folk a painful wound. Um, and it <laughs> You is, are gross. Stop it. it. Gross. It is Diaf's turn. All right, so it's the the male one has fully emerged. Yes, and then the female one is part rat with yak. The the female one is uh, just the female yak folk escaped from the female prisoner and is fighting Evelyn. The male emerged from the rat and is unhurt. Weird. All right. Uh, I'm just going to stealth up to the yak that Evelyn is engaged with yep. and try to attempt to sneak attack it. All right, Ooh. you can do that. Silent takedown, like in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally like that. Yeah, nothing nothing else. Yep, no other game. Just that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13. Oh, yes. Excellent. Dice. Uh... Or 23. Ow. Okay. Uh, that yak folk is looking very, very hurt. Don't and... possess people. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then with whatever uh, actions or movement I have left, I'm just going to try to signal to the dazed humans. It's kind of point like, get over there now. It's like, just get out of here. Okay. As like, we try to handle this. All right. The uh, the the woman kind of collapses um, onto the ground. Damn it! Uh, the man who oh, is no. a rat. <laughs> Oops! Sorry. Scurries around. <laughs> and it is my bad. It is Strix's turn. My bad about the rat. She just watches this all unfold. Like, oh god. Yes. I love so, that anytime Strix tries to use magic to help out, it's just something goes so, awry. Yeah. It's, it's oh, so she's wonderful. Had a, she's had a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. Strix, while you're while you're you know doing your thing, the owl bear just sort of paws you in the side of the head. I'm just, I'm just like stop. 
Stop it. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to do my job. Stop. Yeah, sort, of, sort of grabs both your ears with its big paws and it starts gnawing on your hair. Stop. Did you feed her? Maybe she's hungry. I will later. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to encourage bad behavior. Let her chase the boar around. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Okay. Well, the polymorph didn't work. Paco, stop. I'm sorry. He was yelling in the other that's room. Fine. I had to grab him. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna do magic missile on the one that's hurt. Okay. So pew magic missile. <laughs> Paco. Get him. He like look at the camera. I know. He's ridiculous. <laughs> he's ridiculous. He was like doing a fire alarm noise, and I was like, okay, buddy, you're gonna come over. Here right yeah. now. He wants that. to be on the show. Oh yes, yep. he does. I I have to change my computer from this room. He okay. can play waffles. And that's a four <laughs> plus four, right? I think. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you got three. If you cast it at your base level, you yeah. three three d four add three. That's right. Okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So ten total. Ten total. Yeah. All right. Uh, that yak folk dies. Yes. Yes. Under the pounding of your magic missiles. Pew, pew. Uh, all right. And I'm like, no, waffles, no. The last yak folk um, who now has regained his senses and is no longer emerging from a rat, which was a existential crisis for him, um, is going to reach down and pick up that big sword now lying on the ground. I'm so glad you guys remembered that sword because I would have forgotten it, but I'm totally taking it home. So thank all you. Right. Uh, and then he will bring that sword to bear against evil. Actually, no, he'll bring it to bear against soft target DF. <gasps> but why? So soft. That was my nickname in Phi Adam growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to <laughs> soft target DF. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't call him that. It makes him sad. <laughs> Uh, but because he is not attuned to the weapon yet, he can't activate its magical powers, so he's just using it as is. A great sword. So DF, he rolls a 23 to hit with the first attack. Uncanny dodge! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to take half damage from this, which is going to be half of 20 points, which is 10. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you take 10. Okay, that's cool. Still a lot. Uh, his second swing is a 19 to hit. A 19 will hit you, and it does 18 points of slashing damage, which you take all of. So a total of 28 points. It's called soft target DS for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <You> okay? inaccurate. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not. Evelyn, you are not happy that he has turned on your friend. Oh, um, it occurs to me, Evelyn. Mm. Uh, back up a little bit here. You uh -oh. have a, you have a you have a paladin power that could have helped. You oh there. crap! I forgot. What the yeah. shit, Evelyn? <laughs> I, I forgot to remind you about. The... So your aura of whatever. Well, did he get your shield of protection? So I have aura of protection, which is for saving throws. Oh right. And I have order aura of warding, which is against spells. Oh, and protect, protection fighting style. That's what it is. That's it. Thank yeah, you. so disadvantage on their attack roll. So let me roll again. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, um, the Chris first Perkins. The first attack would have hit you, for sure. Oh. Now, the second attack, 
Um, he rolled a 12 on the second one. So the 18 nah. points of damage misses you. That's right. I'm still Aha. in the middle of my uncanny dodge, and I use yes. that to dodge the second attack. There the you light go. of Lathander protect you and smile upon you in your time of need. <laughs> All right. You I have just... to say thank you for that one. Yep. I and... don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, the DM is on DS side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I've you, never all once you, heard that in my life. All you naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, what do you do? Uh, stop hurting my friends, please. Attack with Treebane. I only roll nine. That's a miss. I mean, now I try again. All right. And that time I get 21. Hit. Ha-ha. Um, I'm going to also cast uh, Divine Smite as well. Okay. Uh, to do so, I do two normal magic damage plus four, so six plus two uh, d eight, which is two plus six, so eight more. Okay. Um, plus, yeah, that's it, because they're not a fiend, right? Right. Correct. Okay. Bonk. All right. Uh, at that point, the gates open behind you. Uh, Pulled open by two dwarves and a third dwarf, Speliotha runs through with Crack's big maul and, lay, and lays into it and rolls a natural 20. Oh, oh wow. Spindly! <laughs> That's not her name. <laughs> That's what I call her. It's her nickname. We're friends. Okay. Yes. Don't hurt Ra, my friends, Ra. <laughs> I guess you are friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, she lays into it, and it kind of teeters near the edge of the precipice, uh, but holds its ground. But it did take; uh, she did a whopping amount of damage to it. Um, so it appears not quite hurt. And then we are back at the top with Dia. Good. Uh, I'm just going to. The Siak folk is standing uh, right on the edge, uh, managed to hold his feet, and he's got uh, his chieftain's sword above his head, ready to strike you again. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to... Since he's engaged with so many allies, I'm just going to yep. take another swing at him. All right. Right in his soft target bits. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those two. How do you like 20? them, apples? Yeah, 25. Oh, yes. Dang. Soft target bits. Why do I always roll so many ones whenever I do this? It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, 19. 19. It is still alive, uh, but you think a stiff mountain wind could kill it at this point. <laughs> Sadly, I've used all my actions. I'm out of stiff mountain winds to uh, all right. attack and rest. So I'll do a cunning action to disengage. Okay. And uh, back away from that great sword that's swinging around. All right. Don't knock the sword off the cliff. I want it. Strix. Yes. You are on top of the wall. You can see that the yak folk is so very close to death. Oh, I'm ready. So very close to the precipice. What would I'm you like ready. To do? <clears throat> uh, so, hmm. Oh, so out of a, I kept one of the yak horns from before. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna pull it out of my robe and be like, yep. 
Uh, so add your roll a d20 and add your dexterity modifier. Please All right, hit. Here we go. You have to. Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so it it just sort of bounces off his nose. <laughs> Uh, and, and falls and lands, not my week. lands next to the rat. Uh, but it didn't seem to hurt him much at all, uh, other than he gives you a very sort of annoyed glare. Um, let's see, DF has retreated, so... He, um, <laughs> I look back at DF like, I'm sorry. This yakfolk, <laughs> this yakfolk with just the barest bit of life left in him will bring his sword up on, oh, let's say, Speliotha. Jesus. No! She's not, she's not wearing armor. Um, all right. So he's going to hit her with the first attack. Use her aura of protection. I've right. already used it this round. Uh, this would be... Yes, you have. I wasted it on you. <laughs> Just kidding. It wasn't wasted. I love you. All right. Uh, hits Speliotha once. Uh, she withstands the blow. Hits her again. And uh, you can see that she's got. Uh, she goes down. <gasps> My dearest love, Spinelli. <laughs> and before we even get a player to potentially play this new NPC, <laughs> I like how I like how Strix just you know tries to save her spells for later, and you know conserve. <laughs> conserve things and just get someone killed. All right. Yes, pretty much. Um, okay. And I hate myself. It's true. It would have been fine if you did anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, uh, yeah. you are now uh, right there. I just bonk, just bonk with Treebane. Just like, okay. just finish, bonk. finish it off. And that's a 22. Oh, yes. He's got one hit point left. So, yes, you are almost certainly going to finish him off. Now, uh, you see him go toppling over the edge with sword in hand. I want to try to grab the sword. Let it go, right. Evelyn. Make a strength check. Oh, nice. Strength, I like strength, those. Strength athletics, we'll say. Oh, what? Don't be a fool. <laughs> if you have athletics, you can use that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, have to, have I have strength him. athletics. Okay, so 17. All right. Uh, you uh, make a grab for the sword and wrench it from his grasp. Ha-ha! So you beat him by one. Oof. Yes. And so he falls down into the abyss. Da -da -da -da! And you have this big, gigantic sword, much too big for you to wield. But as you hold it, it shrinks down to fit your hand. <gasps> oh, magic. <laughs> this is like choose your own adventure day on my yeah. magic items. But it's still, a great, it's still a great sword. So it's still a... A big, big honking. I'm like, everyone's having a great day. <laughs> new weapons, new weapons. Uh, I got someone killed. I, I immediately go Actually, that's, that's wrong. It does not shrink down because you are not attuned to it yet. So you are still holding this eight and a half foot long blade. <laughs> it's like kind of like this. <laughs> I'm coming. And you're holding it with one hand currently because you got tree bane in the other. I put that away. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. I'm just like my little flying boots. I'm like trying to get back over to the, the edge. Okay. Uh, I go check on uh, spaghetti. She's okay. dead. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, you can see that uh, she got cloven in two. Oh, God. Uh, and her two uh, shield dwarf friends. Is she Fargrim, breathing? Uh, 
Uh, no. Maybe it was cauterized. Maybe she's fine. Yeah, she is. She is quite dead. Dang it! Ah. So that that uh, that dream of returning with her back to Citadel Adbar cut short. I ruined everything. <laughs> you didn't just kill her. You killed her dream. You killed her dream. Strix says that she like starts going through her stuff. <laughs> I like lovingly say to Strix, "I'm like maybe, maybe next time if." I meet a friend and want to keep her forever and ever. I was trying ever. to save my spells, Evelyn. <laughs> just like save- if you see that our enemy maybe is is almost dead, maybe like stabby stabby or, you know, something, anything other than throw something useless at them. I was trying to save my spells. Also, it was sharp. Just, okay. just a suggestion. I mean, you do you. Just a suggestion. Strix New feels rule. really bad. She's just gonna walk away all sad. Okay. I see a loving, I see a loving blessing over Speliotha. Okay. And I use her full name when I'm speaking to Lathander and asking him to watch over her in the light. All right. The the two dwarves with you will just kind of stare off somberly as you recite your thing, and they when you say Lathander, they just kind of look at you, furrowed brows. We are no longer allowed to learn anyone's name. <laughs> Just in case. I tried to protect her with a nickname. It didn't work. <laughs> well, that was terrible. But I'm also kind of glad that we got that solved because now those disguised yak folk can't go around telling people what's going on or going with the slaves and murdering them in their sleep or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm finished with the right, I'm like, take care of her, Lathander. Awesome. Now new sword time. And I go like, I'm playing with the sword. Try to attune to it. After 10 minutes uh, now, you are able to attune to it. Now you are currently attuned to your armor. uh, And you are currently attuned to... Treebane. Treebane. You have any other attuned items that I'm not aware of? Unless, I don't think I have to be attuned to Lightfall, right? No. So... uh, once you attune to this great sword, you are now fully attuned. You can't attune to anything else. Uh, you can only have three items. So okay. the cool thing about the great sword is once you are attuned to it, it shrinks down to a more manageable size for you. Okay. And in addition to doing great sword damage, which is 2d6, you can uh, cause it to ignite on a hit and deal... I believe it's an extra 2d6 fire damage. Ooh. Anna, do you have to be attuned to your boots? Or oh. can you just wear them? Oh. Why? Jared. Yes, I don't know. boots requires attunement. So. What? No! Yeah, so you got to give something up. Treebane, perhaps? <laughs> but I love Treebane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You could also let the dwarves have this weapon. Pass pass around the love a little bit. But I like weapons. <laughs> um Yeah, give give the so, claymore to Strix. I can't give, hold that. Uh, the, certainly the, the flame tongue greatsword is a huge upgrade from Treebane. I know. Um because while <laughs> But it's while, sentimental, Chris. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> It, once you add, once you layer on the fire damage, that's four d six damage you're doing on a hit. Yeah. What's the attack bonus on that? Uh, it doesn't have one. 
That's the trade-off. Oh, okay. So it's a magical weapon with no attack bonus. It just deals extra fire damage. And so damage is just the straight 2d6? There's no it's bonus str- to that? That's correct. It's just straight 2d6 plus an extra 2d6 fire damage. Okay. And no, like, strength bonus attack, any of that stuff applies? Correct. correct. Okay. 4d6 is like half a fireball, so... Can I, can I keep Treebane but not be attuned to it? Yes. So I can just carry it until... I give it away. But now you're carrying three um, fairly large weapons around. I am a tank. I just want, I jingle when I walk around like, Um, but I do, (laughs) I do look around the dwarves that are standing there. Are they properly weaponed? They are uh, currently carrying short swords. Okay. Which to a dwarf is not properly weaponed. No. Uh, and, and, and Spinelli. Yeah, her. She had the mall too. She did. They can, they can certainly take, one of them can take up the mall. So I, I grab the mall and I hand it to one of them. And then I take Treebane off my back and I say, in honor of Spinelli, I present to you with Treebane, who has been our loyal companion, the slayer of the tree monster. Evelyn? And the holder of our secrets. E- Evelyn? I'm busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye. Just got a question? One yeah. question. What? You're taking this gray sword, right? Yes. Burst into flames? Yes. Does fire damage? Yes. Burns people? Cool. Uh-huh. All right. So you're going to take that with us when we go into yeah. Iron Slag, where the fire giants are. Mm-hmm. That's my question. Okay, fine. <laughs> you were telling me I was carrying too many weapons, but fine. Never mind. I'm not saying you can't. I just want you to know. Okay, fine. I'm just going to hold on to this for now. <laughs> so I so just... the dwarf, dwarf sort of reaches out. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as, sorry. As you turn and clutch tree vein tightly to your breast. He's, I, I'm like, our, our rogue is just very selfish. I'm sorry. He just can't. <laughs> so yeah, I just actually, I take uh, the sword that I name yeah. the heart of Spinelli and I just, Aww. you know, attach it to my, my back. So I would be touching if it was the right name. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's us. That's us. Welcome to our game. It was Sorry. what she liked. She liked Sorry, to be world. called. We were friends for like 15 minutes. She liked it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Noted. All right. So now that you've got the 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 heart of Spinelli and your armor and uh, your potions and whatnot, and the slaves have all left or parted from this world, except for the rat. The rat is going to change back eventually. Um, Strix, what do you want to do with it? Um, it's going to turn just, back into a slave. I'll just put him, I'll give him, make sure that he's safe in a hut with some clothes and okay. some food, and just right. be like, you'll change back sooner or later. Also, just mind yourself, because there's a giant hawk outside, so don't go outside. <laughs> 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 <The cop. laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do you guys want to do is that a, next? Is that boar still around? Uh, yeah, the boar and a couple other animals that got out of the pen when the fires broke out are running around. Right. Um, in addition to the boar, uh, you can see uh, 
wandering. There are actually two boars wandering around. One is sort of a full-grown one, and it's gone up into the garden and is eating roots. The little one is running around like a mad creature. Um, you can also see uh, some chickens, and uh, there is a yak sort of wandering around. Like a yak, not a yak, folks. Correct. I don't trust it. Uh, whatever. I mean, I hope it I casts know. its shifty gaze toward you. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. Should we rest? Before? I would like to, but we've also just wasted a lot of time, and we need to get in there. Um, but uh, counterpoint, we also really need to rest in yes. order to be successful. No, I agree. In there. Take yeah. a quick breather, everyone, and then because we need to get moving, we need to get inside Iron Slag. Okay. Should we wait until it's dark, at least? Like, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, wait till they're sleeping. Do they don't, sleep? know if they, don't know if they do that one, too. I fear staying here too long. I don't. <laughs> well, they're going to come back for their food eventually, and their, our food, their food is just going to be us. So we should uh, try and find that elevator, question mark. Right, the one that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, but I mean, Evelyn can fly. Either way, a lot of us are injured. A lot of us have used up a lot of spells in our okay. magics, so. Yeah, you can uh, camp out in a, a wrecked uh, yeah, we'll or burnt down place. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll try to just take a breather there. Okay, and you can spend your hit dice. As quickly as possible. So spend hit dice. Um, remember, each hit die you spend, you gain that many hit points back, but you add your constitution bonus to every die rolled. Hey. Oh. Perfect. I'm only going to use one hit die. Yeah. And I'm probably going to regret this later, but really, what's two more hit points? <laughs> yep. Cool. Excellent. All right. Uh, so it is uh, an, assume, hour, an hour later. Yeah, I'll assume Paulton also has rested up with game spells, etc. Uh, yeah, you can assume that. Great. Okay. He's still in his sort of anti-DF mindset, so he's like, I'm not going anywhere where DF is. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And Evelyn was mean to Strix, so she's sad. Mm. What? <laughs> I was mean to you? The party divisions are forming. Yeah. Well, because you mean when I killed the dwarf, I didn't mean to. I was I was trying to be encouraging. Waffles wants out of her harness. Oh, okay. I'll let Waffles out. Okay. She'll go running around. Good. If she wants to, she can go, I don't know, eat an animal or something. Yeah, she comes back with the dead rat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Drops it at your feet. Oh, no. Uh, does everyone see that or just me? Yeah, everybody sees it. Oh. You can tell because all their mouths are hanging open. <laughs> Maybe it's a different one. That was the best Strix reaction ever. <laughs> just, oh. 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 Oh, well. I just like Pat Waffles said, good owl bear. <laughs> <laughs> Better not tell Lathander about that one, Evelyn. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Good. All right. I, I mean, the owl bear's got to eat. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's a different rat. It could be a different uh-huh. rat. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's leave the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of many crimes currently going on in this village. <laughs> All right. Now there are uh, those big doors set into the mountainside at the back of the village. Um, right. Those lead to the elevator, you believe. Uh, they are currently closed. They're sized. They're about uh, twenty feet tall or thereabouts. Um, and uh, they are made of cast iron, um, but they do not appear to be locked, dear. Uh, okay. More. All right. I'm going to take a moment to see if there's any kind of alarm or trap on it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Probably more concerned about an alarm system than it being trapped. Thirteen. Fourteen. You you are not able to detect any trap. Okay. I don't think there's anything on there. Uh, more importantly, with this sheer size of these doors, can someone like me even open them? Uh, so in order to reach the handles, you'd have to be basically on somebody's shoulders. Um, it's it's a little awkward. Probably the best thing you can do is to create some sort of uh, simple rope rig where you can basically throw something up through the handle and then pull on both ends of the rope and just pull the doors open. Oh, that works. Evelyn could fly up and yeah. do it too. We yeah. Can hand uh, and yes. rope to Evelyn. She can tie it up on there, and then absolutely, Evelyn can then pull on it because she's yep. the strongest person here. All right. Uh, as one of the doors pulls open, you can see that there's a tall, wide hallway beyond that uh, opens into a huge room. Um, and what little light you can see filtering through into the room suggests there's a gaping shaft that dominates the middle of the the chamber floor and there's some sort of wood and iron rig suspended or mounted around this shaft suggesting yes this is indeed the top of the elevator Um, now between you and that room there is a closed portcullis but the bars are wide enough that you think you could squeeze through them aha suckers they didn't make their gate for people. They made it for giants. Yep. We're not big enough to be a threat. <clears throat> she says proudly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when you slip through the bars of the portcullis into this big giant room with the shaft in the middle of it, you see that the ceiling here is 50 feet high. The shaft is 80 feet in diameter. Jesus. And the bottom of the shaft just is absolutely dark. Um, it goes down past even your dark vision um, strix. The other thing you feel is there is warm air coming up the shaft, and deep down below in the darkness, you hear the sound of machinery. Mm. Obviously, the forge is active. Yeah. Uh, and the elevator platform itself is at you the bottom. You do not see presumably. the elevator platform at all. <laughs> Um, what you do see is suspended from the rig that's mounted to the pit's rim. And the rig kind of looks like this lattice, this dome-shaped lattice of struts uh, that peak right above the middle of the shaft. And then there's a large pulley mechanism with gigantic chains. Um, These gigantic chains 
obviously mounted to or attached to the platform, which you can't see. Uh, the chains are so big that they would be difficult to climb. Not impossible. You could just sort of go from loop to loop all the way down. It's just a little tricky. Hmm. So the chains look like they're attached to some sort of platform, possibly? Like if yes. you hold them? Yeah. yeah. Can you now, the, pull the, those chains? These, these, chains, these chains are bigger around than your bodies. No. Um, yeah, like the chain link is the size of a wagon. Yeah. And if, if they support, if this platform is as big as the diameter of this shaft, it's an 80-foot diameter platform. Wow. It's massive, massive platform. Now, on the far side of the room, uh, with your keen sight strix, your dark vision, you make out what appears to be a lever set into the far wall. Mm. Um, it's at a height that suggests it's meant to be pulled by fire giants or something equal size. Um, big, mm. big iron lever set in the wall. There is also a doorway. There are actually two other exits from this room. One is the hole that the axle of the wheel passed through, the, the, mill, the, the water wheel that turned the crank on the elevator. Um, there's a hole that you can go out through there, and that's where some of the light is entering from. But there's also a doorway on the far wall, on the opposite wall to that, um, and that seems to lead to what appears to be a smaller spiral staircase going down. For little people. Oh, good. There's stairs. Yeah. Um, guys, I, I, see think a we lever. Might be in, I think we might be in over our heads a little bit. You ever think about that sometimes? I think about that every day. There is a carved above that uh, tall archway leading to that staircase is giant script. <gasps> I can read that. Yes, it says, it says to the mines. All right, that one says to the mines. I feel like that might be a slave entrance. Just a hunch, considering it's not giant-sized. Well, maybe we can pretend to be slaves. I mean, our, our goal here, just to clarify, just so I don't misunderstand, is reconnaissance, right? I'm not supposed to kill any giants. I can, but... You're trying to avoid any kind of conflict or confrontation. Okay, that's what I was thinking. We only need to figure out what it is they're doing here and then report it back to Sozo Adbar, and then they handle it and we get to go home. So uh, do you think a slave might be wearing this really awesome armor? Do you think I can get away no, with that? Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. But I can, could I use a prestidigitation to make it look like it's not that armor? Uh, no, you could make the armor, uh, um, you know, look shittier or shinier. <laughs> <laughs> but not change it. Right. You need something a little bit more dramatic than that. What if I just take like some strips from your robe and like just glue them on? <laughs> do I do I see any like burlap sacks around or anything? I mean, there's lots of things back in the Yakfolk village, like blankets and baskets and grass skirts and all kinds of stuff that they make crafts. Basically, um, you could probably fashion something like a poncho. Yeah. Like, I basically just with. want to imitate Strix's look, but, like, it's over armor, so it's even it would look, bigger. It would look I'm ridiculous. just, like, a pile. Yeah, you just look like like one of those weird umbrellas you find in drinks. You know, like... Just a, <laughs> so you're, you're just ponchoed with this helmet yeah. on top. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I would put a hood, too. So I'm just, like, I'm, like, a triangular being. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, you could certainly take uh, the, the rest of the night and fashion yourself something like that. Well, do we have the rest of the night? I mean, do you guys have any better ideas? Because we need to go in 
prepared, but also undercover. We can, I also have, I have the ability to make a silent image, mm-hmm. which is you create the image of an object, a creature, or some other visible phenomenon that is no larger than a 15-foot cube. The image yep. appears at a spot within range and lasts for the duration. So it's like a, fa- it's like an illusion. Does it move? Do those move? Can you move those? Yeah. Uh, what, what did you, what was the last thing you said? It's uh, the silent image. The image is pure. Oh, it's purely visual. It isn't accompanied by sound, smell, or any other right. sensory effects, but I think it can be anything. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, and you can, you can use your action to cause the image to move to any spot within the range of the spell, which is 60, out to 60 feet away from you. Right. As the image changes location, uh, you can alter its appearance so that its movements appear natural for that image. Becca Eckert in chat says we should remember the dust that we can be invisible. Are you oh, carrying that? I have it. Yeah. We have the dust disappearance, but that's only for a short. Yeah, time it's not long enough. Okay. One minute. That's, I would or like to try to four minutes. I would like to try to use that as a panic button. Yeah, <laughs> panic. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe if maybe I could change <laughs> this into something like a crate and we just pull the lever <laughs> and go down the shaft Elevator's as a not crate. Gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't s- pulled the lever. <laughs> you smash the water wheel that it, the elevator yeah. is oh. it, Yeah, it looks like you, it won't work with the water yeah. wheel broken. Then all the better because the giants can't fit up this little staircase so if we need to run away, how are they going to get up to follow us? Right, Evelyn. That's the, that's I think our best plan is to not be seen at all. I agree. So what should if, I go make my cosplay now, or? <laughs> what if I make the silent image into a gelatinous cube, and then we just go down the shaft, and we'll just look like a square? And then what? the fire giants stomp a gelatinous cube. Yeah, I don't think we want to cause a disturbance, here. right? We just want to be in the shadows. Yeah, rather than doing anything that could potentially draw attention to ourselves. That's true. Okay. We're, we're All right. I guess we're going to pretend we're slaves then. No, not even that. They don't even have to see us. We're just going to sneak around. Okay. That's Easy for really... you to say. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, why don't you go sneaking then? I'll take point. Scout ahead. And once it's safe, I'll motion you guys over. And then we can go from hiding this point to hiding point, wherever we need to do. To All right. Evelyn, Evelyn practices sneaking. <laughs> clang, 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 clang. Yeah, clang, exactly. Clang, clang. Yeah. As, as soon as he says he's going to take point, we're going to sneak. Strix will just become a cloud. <laughs> Perfect. Evelyn, use your boots. Stay off the ground so no one hears your heavy metal feet. Okay. That's a good idea. Soft little. Yeah. Right. That would be difficult to hear under the sound of all this machinery. I could right, sing yes. over it. Oh, Lord, let the No, singing. no, no singing. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Paulton will go invisible since that's his favorite thing. <laughs> Probably Hopefully. yes, yes. Grudgingly, he will he will remain unseen at the back. All right. Um, All right. So the plan is then is to just descend the staircase into the mines. Yeah, I think our best bet is starting with this, okay. this uh, the staircase, especially if Jasper right. is down there. That could help out too. Okay. Evelyn says she needs a second to pray. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so DF, you lead the way, going down these ten foot wide stone steps that descend into darkness, and uh, you. Very quickly, after about um, uh, descending about 50 feet, the stairs end uh, at in a rough-hewn tunnel that quickly branches, and you find yourself in a labyrinth 
of 20-foot diameter rough-hewn tunnels, just tall and wide enough for what you assume to be a frost giant to navigate. Um, spiked to the tunnel floors are rail tracks. Oh. And they sort of crisscross at various points. And uh, you do see, uh, tucked into an alcove about 40 feet away from the, the staircase, uh, one of what you assume to be many iron mine carts. Hmm. All right. just, there's just these sort of boxy iron bins on wheels, basically. All right. With, with um, a crank on the side for brakes. Is there a way that I can inspect either the rails themselves or mm -hmm. that mine cart or anything sure. that I can try to determine which ones are being currently used or used recently? Okay. Uh, this mine cart, you can tell just by looking at it, does not look like it's been used recently. Um, All right. It's, it's actually covered with, it's got some cobwebs strung over it, and it's got some old picks and shovels stuffed inside of it and some old debris, and everything's covered in dust okay. and, and, uh, and, uh, and ash. Uh, the tracks look like that they have weathered the passage of time just fine. Both the tracks and the minecarts are scaled for slaves, so they're of your size, not giant size. Okay. Um. Um, are there other multiple tunnels? There are tunnels. These? You quickly find after, I would say, like your first 10, 20 minutes of exploration that this is just an absolute maze of tunnels. Uh, and some of, them, some of them slope down, sort of turn down, almost like corkscrew down. Others seem level and go out into the mountain. Yeah, there's no method to the madness. It's just all over the place. No. No, but you, your best guess is as long as you, you're always going down, you're going to get closer and closer to the forge. All right, well. You could easily, like just in your first 20 minutes of exploration here, it's not hard to get lost. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this is not my department. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll need to leave behind a trail or something or some kind of marker so we don't lose ourselves in here in case we need to get back this way. I've got chalk. Perfect. That's all. That's that's great. Uh, I'm useful. Yeah. Make a, a chalk sign on tunnels that we have uh, already been in. Just like a little X or a smiley face or a... a what would, what, would Strix's, what would Strix's mark be? Yeah, what would Strix's mark be? It just, she just starts scrawling in. It just says, Lathander sucks. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, so at least you wrote his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we'll be able to get ours confused with anyone else's. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. All right. She's just mad at Evelyn. She's just, she's acting out. Okay. I was just trying to be encouraging. Yeah, She's just, like, just, <laughs> just keep it as. Uh, after after a while, Strix, you realize Lathander sucks is a lot of words to write. All right, she'll just, she'll just draw Moon, her little staff yeah. symbol, upside down. There okay. you go. Perfect. Okay, um, so DF, I would like you to make a survival check to navigate the mines. Oh no! It's wisdom if you don't have the skill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, not terrible. Uh, 16. Oh, very good. So as you find passages that descend and you follow the mine cart tra uh, rails, 
you do see other abandoned mine carts here and there. Some of them are broken. Some of them are perfectly intact. Uh, but you haven't seen or heard anybody. But eventually, you start to pick up on distant sounds of picks striking stone and the sounds of rocks being shoveled into metal carts. Those get louder and louder as you descend. And you make your way down, 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 ever down. And uh, after what you assume to be about three hours of descent. Holy crap. Yes. Okay. Uh, you follow the tra- You see the trail up ahead seems to open up into a large room. Um, <laughs> Sorry, in the chat, someone said 16 plus one, Jared. Don't forget for butt luck. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> 17. Thank you. I did yes. add the plus one. So. Oh, very good. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't forget about that. No. How could and, I? And Diath, there's a sort of a flickering flame in the room that moves in a way you've never seen before. And that gives you pause and makes you think you might want to just move ahead of the rest of the group and see what's up. Hmm. Okay, I'll stealth that way. Okay, make a stealth check. I'll like, kind of make a hand motion to let everyone know to pause for a moment as I uh, swiftly move forward. Stealth okay. I can do. Uh, 14. Okay. That was the plus 12. So, um, you come to a room where the rail tracks end uh, at a pair of wooden barriers. There are three pillars of black rock that support the ceiling of this large room, at the back of which you see what looks like a large bucket chain just sort of moving. These are basically big iron buckets hanging from a chain-like suspension, and they're just moving, chugging along at a very slow pace. Um, and they sort of sway and clatter a little bit as they move. All right. um, there's a, there, it seems that there seems to be stuff inside them. Um, some sort of ore. And uh, the sound of the bucket chain is loud enough that it makes you much more able to remain unseen and unheard. You can see in the room are four dwarven slaves with ankle manacles, and they are chained to one another as well as their ankles chained um, up. Uh, so they, even if they wanted to run, they wouldn't be able to run very fast or very far. Uh, and uh, these dwarves uh, when a, uh, seem to be waiting for a cart to come down the tracks. They've got shovels at the ready, and they're just sort of taking a breather right now. And one of them um, notices you and just stares at you. You can see that that weird flame that you saw uh-huh. seems to be coming from a creature um, oh. that is watching over the slaves. And you have never seen a creature of this kind before. It is serpentine. Oh, and the, no. And the flames seem to be leaping off of its body. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. And it carries this uh, black iron spear. And when it notices that the dwarf notices you, it turns its gaze in your direction. 
and begins to slither toward the opening. And that's where we're stopping. (laughs) Damn it. It's a snooman. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big creature too. It's a... It stands about seven and a half feet tall, erect, and it's yeah, got... it's not small. No, that's a lot of power to be watching over a few dwarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, are we high enough level for this test? <laughs> Can we reload it at a different save and get yeah. some? <laughs> Should we do some side quests first? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Oh no, so. we killed all the NPCs. We can't. <laughs> yeah, so next next week we'll be in, now we're basically in the forge proper. We are now in Iron Slag and it's going great. Things are gonna get fun, 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 real fast. For at least one of us here. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um so uh any 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 of you got something you wanna say to the to the community before we break off? Anna, do you have your game tonight? Yes. My second right. edition homebrew game is next on twitch.tv slash misclicks. I'll put the link in chat if you want to come watch Thank me you. play an angsty emo bard. Oh, um, Strix, I was going to ask you, I totally forgot to mention this. This is sort of back in game, but um, you do have waffles with you, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't want okay. it there. Oh my God. Where else, where else are we going to put it? Where are we yeah. going to put it? We're going to be super silent sometime. Yeah. He's just going to go. Yep, yep, yep. You know maybe, maybe she'll fall asleep. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, she's probably asleep right now because she's been in the dark mines. It's just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps it's with the help of fine. a few spells, yeah. it'll just be asleep. Yeah, yeah maybe okay. Paul can put her to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So Nate should be back next week. Um, and so we'll be in full waffle crew mode. <clears throat> For next week's crazy episode. <laughs> oh God! All right, well, that was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. And you guys got some fat loot this week, which we did. I haven't gotten that much no, loot in one session ever. Gets all the loot. It's, you it's, can't carry it. You got all kinds of potions and stuff. That's true. Those because are the, fun. Because of the nature of the game up to this point, it's been very hard to introduce treasure, so it kind of comes and fits and starts. But yes, you even got loaded up this week. But you know, that luck stone is probably going to save DS life. Yeah. Yep. Before the campaign's over. <laughs> That's I don't know. Because it, it would also apply to your death saves. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying there might be a couple of those in the near future. Yeah. Uh, hey, the creator of our intro is in chat. Chiluade is there. Oh, Yay! outstanding. Yay. Uh, yep. Also, uh, continuing shout outs to the sweet Dice Camera Action subreddit and seeing the community yes. build there and uh, all the cool fan theories going out. Uh, and fan also, art. And yep. fan art. Really enjoyed seeing. Great. I like the the origin stories people are writing for like how we all met and stuff. A lot of them are pretty spot on in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Before we started the game today, we uh, briefly chatted about potentially uh, hosting short question and answers after each session. Don't know if we'll actually do that or not, but that'd be. It's hard because of Anna's other game and she has to get prepped for that, but. It would be nice if maybe one time we did schedule a little AMA. I mean, yeah. we usually have at least like five or ten minutes between this and my other game. So if we yeah. took questions from chat, we could do one or two each time at least. Yeah, we totally could. Just to uh, help 
foster the, the community there and uh, make, make things super neat. We haven't decided if we want to do it in character or not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good point from Holly that answering uh, in character for Strix and Paulton is way harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Because you if you not, want you to may give not real get much story. of an answer at all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you asked the question. She's gone. Yeah, she's been gone. Yeah, she's she just holds her hood up over her head. And yeah, she's answer, she just deletes her Reddit account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're blocked. You've been blocked. <laughs> now talk to me. Yeah. yeah, she's one of those people. Yeah. I, on the other hand, love answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank All you guys. Right. That's all for Yay. us. See you guys next time. See you next yeah. week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week... Happy hunting.